What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we've got another good week for you. We're going to kick things off with a little MLB playoff talk. Pretty, pretty decent wild card series of games. Um, pretty much everyone who we thought was going to come out on top came out on top, except the Marlins kind of shocked us a little bit, being able to win that series against the Cubs. I don't know if any of us picked the Marlins. Oh, I, I, know. I, went I know I did. I know oh. I picked the Marlins. Sully, well, what do you have to say? I mean, they, they lost. I mean, they lost I mean, to I, the guys, today, I told you, but... the pitching. The pitching. I mean, you got three young developing aces, Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, and Sixto Sanchez, two Dominicans, lefties. I mean, that's where it starts for them. They lose Stalling Marte. Dimitri, like an idiot, said, after they won the first game, the series was over because they lost Starling Marte. I mean, what position player in in baseball means so little compared to like a starting pitcher, um, or even or even just compared to the NBA? I mean, one player does not equate to making or breaking a series. It doesn't move the barometer. Um, that was just I had to, that was ridiculous. He said that, and they only had to win one of the next two. Their offense is very underrated. They have guys like. Garrett Cooper, Miguel Rojas. They have a bunch of no-names. Uh, Brian Anderson, uh, who missed last season. They have a bunch of no-name guys who piece it together and put together good at-bats. They lost 9-5 today. They're going to lose to the... Um, they'll probably lose to the the uh, Braves in like four, I'd say. Um, but the, the Marlins are not... I think they're for real because of their pitching. That is, that's what keeps them in games. They're pitching. Kinsler, good clo- really good closer. Um, he's had some, he had some great years a few years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it's th- with those three pitchers, they're always going to have a chance and Alcantara got rocked, knocked up today, but look, Max Freed, the ace of the, the Braves, they went four innings, four innings. He went and they, give, they got four runs on him and he was all, he's possibly going to win the Cy Young, Cy Young contender. So they can hit and they can pitch really well. So, uh, the, their run's going to come to an end here, but. Watch out for the Marlins going forward in the future, that is. Yeah, I mean, Donnie Baseball probably going to win Manager of the Year. Got to love that for him. People not making fun of Jeter so much. I mean, he's certainly in the conversation. Uh, the way I was watching that game, uh, one of those games, you know, against the Cubs, I don't remember which one, but they they mentioned it a few times that he was their pick for Manager of the Year in the National League. Yeah, I mean, it would probably, who's who's the Padres manager going to He'd probably be one of them. Yeah, the Padres are definitely overperformed. What is uh, their, who's their manager even? I don't even fucking know. It's, Mad- baseball is like a revolving door. They go so quickly. Yeah, um, I don't believe, it's not like a name. It's not, uh, it's not like a household name. No, it's not. Jace Tingler. Well, that's surely not a household name. <laughs> Jace Tingler. I would not forget I mean, that I'm fucking sure, name I'm if sure I ever heard it. He's got to be in the conversation with uh, how well, how great the Padres were this year, but they did have more talent. Yeah, yeah, you you probably would give it to. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, the Marlins were. They were talking about the Marlins being like the worst team in baseball by a wide margin. Were they? They had the lowest. I thought it was the the Orioles. And maybe the Orioles. I'm just saying, like they were in that conversation. There was plenty of people that picked them to be easily the worst team. Just being in that conversation, and now you're one of the final eight yeah. teams. You win a playoff series. I mean, I know that. I, I don't know how yeah, baseball is with you know including the playoffs and all that bullshit the NBA does, but 
Um, mm-hmm. Regardless, I mean, making the playoffs in that is is impressive. Jokes on everybody, though. Red Sox almost took that one. Yeah. <laughs> Red Sox were damn close oh, yeah. to taking that one. I think we missed it by about four or five games. But did you lose draft right. picks in the in the thing, like the punishment or anything? No, there was no punishment. The Red Sox were found innocent. Oh, okay. They, well, <laughs> no, but they found innocent of uh, But they they did get punished for something er, for earlier. So I didn't know if that like carried over. No, I don't think we lost any draft. Was that just a fine? Because there were talks that, I mean, at one point we were looking like we were going to get the first pick in the draft. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you guys lost any picks. No, I don't think so. But now we're looking at, like, the fourth pick in the draft. But it's okay. Um, Yeah, obviously your Yankees just mashing like they do. I mean, going out there and just smoking the Rays last night, getting to Snell, that was... But see, here's the thing, though. I know they put up a lot of runs. It was a great game. Well, I mean, they broke it. They broke it open late, but it was a really close game. I wouldn't say they smoked the Rays. We had runners on base in most innings. No, you definitely, you definitely controlled like, like the the base pads and stuff, and you had were more of a threat all game. But it was a four three game for like half the game. Yeah, yeah I mean, they did four five in the ninth. So you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was definitely a you know. I mean, I think it's going to be a great series. I mean. I know I said I thought I thought the Rays value wise was definitely better last night because they were plus one fifty and that uh, flopped. Uh, Cleveland flopped, but I mean tonight is the game for the Rays. I don't think the I mean I'm not saying the Yankees are the Rays are going to win one game, but if the Rays are going to win the series, this is the game the Rays need to have. Glass now um, is a monster and going against Devi, who's very talented, but I think we'd all agree um, Devi is nowhere what Glass now is at this point in his career. Um, no, that's you know, why. Go ahead. That's why they're going. They're they're doing the three four innings of him, and then they're going to Montgomery because, like Tony said, they got the four lefties. I was listening to Michael K. So that'll make the Rays use their righty batters. But then at the same at this and the, and then the Yankees will have the lefties at the end of the game. Um, so that kind of like flip flops on them because then then it helps because if they're up, they'll have Britton and Chapman in the eighth and ninth. So it kind of like it's a give and take if they're gonna. If the Rays do switch their righties in for when Montgomery Kim comes in to be an extended starter or reliever, I should say, long man. Um, so it's going to be an interesting managerial battle. I tonight. think they're going Hap. I, I thought I read that they're bridging. They're using Hap to bridge. Really, I heard Michael K and Tony say Montgomery. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe not. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I heard that when it might have changed, but I heard that when they first announced the starters. I forget who I read that from on Twitter, it, it's, but it's possible. I mean, it would be a very young group if you're if you're going Debbie Montgomery. You're really you're really rolling the dice there. A lot of things have to go right. I mean, you may have a, an Adavito in there who we don't trust at some point. Um, it might it might depend on the score too. You know, if Debbie gives up five runs and the Yankees are down five nothing, you might have to go Hap to really get that veteran in there and make sure it's you know you got it, yeah. the most experienced guy. But if if Debbie gives up three or four runs in four innings and the Yankees are tied 3-3 or 4-4 down 4-3, then maybe Montgomery's a fine choice, you know? it. it I think it yeah. depends on the situation, but it, it's they very well could have it planned already. Um, but I, I that's why I thought, I mean, last night to me was like the most important, the most must-win 0-0 game ever because of Garcia going in two. Um, yeah. 
So uh, getting that win was crucial last night because even if we lose game two, you you have Tanaka ready to pitch a gem in three. Yeah, you, you're still. Yeah, this was. This is it, it pretty much. This is now a must win for the Rays for them to have any chance in the series. If they go down two zero, it's over. And if the Yankees lost game one, and then game two would have been a must win for them with Devi, and that's not something that um, he's pressure wise. I don't know if you'd be ready for. You'd you'd rather Tanaka in that pressure yeah. situation. But it worked out for them, and now they're kind of um, not saying they could throw this game away. But this is you know, they're they're playing with house money. house money. But this is a game that the game that they don't need to have at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think they set it up like that. It, it was a gamble to set it up that way, but they did, yeah. and, and, it, and it played It played out well. And Cole, Cole pitched well. Uh, yeah. He didn't pitch great. I mean, Choi, like I, I – Choi, Choi, I don't know if any batter has ever had – It's insane. Someone's number better than uh, an elite pitcher than, than Choi. G-Man Choi, he fucks. I tell you guys all the time, he fucks. G-Man Choi, <laughs> don't fuck with my boy. I've been on him for two years. He's a good player, but – I mean, you're talking, I mean, coming into the game this year, 8 of 12, 3 homers, 8 RBIs. After last night, what was it? 9 of... Yeah, he's nine like 15, nine, nine, yeah, 9 of 15, 4 homers, uh, you know, 10 RBIs or something like that. I mean, that. if he hit that ball, you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. he just smashed it left center. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a lot of, like, deflating watching it as a, you know, as a Yankee fan. You know, you get the nice one run early... And then Cole gives it right back on like a, you know, on a fucking forth, it was, two it was, outs. It was a really fun game to watch because I was flipping back and forth. But it, I mean, it was like three two, then it was three three, then it was four three. It was very back and forth. Um, and then yeah. they, you know, they, you know, they John Carlos Stanton without the fans is, you know, he's arguably top, unarguably top two baseball player of all time without fans. With fans, probably not top thousand, but <laughs> you know. No, he's been great. I mean, he's dude, the guy's got fucking three home runs and a grand slam in in three playoff games this year. He's, he better be great because he never plays. When he plays, he needs to produce. I know, I know. It's great. I'm not, you know, I'm knocking on wood. It's it's just I mean, that's, nice that's to like be. The thing it's like, do you expect Stanton and Judge to play every single game for the rest of the year if they go to the World Series? I really don't even know. I. That's a at this point, like, yeah. I mean, because like, what are you? What are we really talking about? Like, you say. We're going all the way to the World Series, but like in that's actuality, it's it's 12 fucking games. twelve games, you know, like twelve, fifteen still, games. I don't think they've they haven't that whole team has not played that many games together, really. This like year, Stan, that might be true. Stan yeah, and Judge is not many games together. It's only thirteen in the playoffs in in two or now three years, two and a half years. There you go. So I wow. mean, um, these they're gonna play at least two more games in this, then at least four, but real in reality, probably like six. And then at least six in the World Series, I would think, if they go that far. Um, but I think it's shaping up really well for the Yankees with the Astros. I hate to say it, but, I mean, if the Astros are about to win this game, they're going to go up 2-0. If they go up 2-0, the series is over. They have Grenke in Game 3. I know it's someone you really don't want to give them credit to and because they shouldn't have had credit in the past, so it's kind of like, fuck you. But beating the Twins and beating the A's, so it seems... I mean, you gotta, I you gotta give them you gotta give them credit in for this particular thing, not for obviously the past. There, we know how we feel about them, but it is impressive. Maybe not give them credit, but it's impressive at least because I mean they beat the Twins in two games. No one saw that coming. 
I will acknowledge yeah. that it happened. I will not praise them in any way, shape, or form. I mean, you, uh, don't, I have you don't have to carry, praise them, but I think it's uh, like Tom saying he bets against them every game. Like, not they, working out so far. Not they, working they out. I mean, they're they're literally they undefeated bet. right now. They're this is going to be four zero in the playoffs. Like just as do, just as dominant as the Yankees, they're facing adversity. They were down three zero against the A's. You think the game's over, and then they end up mashing them ten five. Uh, I mean. Dusty Baker's looking like a. I mean, he, he's looking like the man right now. I mean, we all love Dusty, but um, yeah, it's definitely been uh, an unfortunate turn of events for every baseball fan. Seeing the I mean, Astros just, just kind of walking through the, two in the seventh. Yeah, it's over. It's pretty much over. Yeah, it's gonna take. It's gonna take a lot for that to come through. Unfortunately, um, but you know, let's let's move on. Let's talk some uh, NBA playoffs. So we're in the finals. Heat came back. Your boy Jimmy Buckets uh, played his ass off. What, he dropped 40 still to win in game three? They went out there, had a real nice win against the Lakers. Jimmy um, Buckets? I, Jimmy Buckets put up 14, 12, and 13. What are the greatest finals performances of all time? I thought he had 40. 40, yeah, 40, 12, and 13. Oh, you said 14, and I was like, wait a minute. No, I was no, like, no. someone's wrong here. <laughs> Yeah, no, he went out there and he, he balled out. That was awesome. Unfortunately, I think it'll probably be the only win that they get. Um, I, I think they stopped themselves from being swept, and now I think uh, with uh, with these injuries and everything going on with them, I think the uh, I think it's over in five. Really? I mean, Bam's playing tonight, and Drogic's going to give it a go as well. So, but he's not. I mean, this injury, I think Bam is fine. Drogic. I think I think I really I don't think Bam will be okay. Drogic, I don't think should even try to play. But you think over? I don't see this over in five. I uh, I don't actually. I um, I think they're gonna get at least either this game or the next game because Jimmy obviously played perfect. But Duncan Robinson shooting twenty five from three. Um, they did well on the glass. That's the key on the glass, obviously. But if they get Bam. And Bam's, um, you know, Bam gives us a boost defensively and, you know, setting good screens, rebounding. Um, I, you know, we don't have to be as perfect if Bam's playing and being somewhat effective. We also got Anthony Davis in foul trouble in last game. That's not a guarantee to happen or anything close. But um, I, I think we're definitely going to get one of these games. I really do. I don't. I, I, to be honest, I think my, my prediction is going to come right. I think it's going to be Lakers in six. So you think I should hammer this plus two thirty money line? Is what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not your. I'm not your uh, financial manager. But um, uh, you're, you're I, see, I, I don't feel extremely confident in this game. But I think they're definitely going to win one of the two. One of the next two games. I got to see. I don't know. I saw someone say Drogic is playing and giving it a try. I don't. Um, he's leaning towards playing. I don't know if that'll be a good thing. I mean, it's tough to say. It's tough to say what type of drugs you're going to get. Even if he, but I think Bam is something you can you can bank on. He's probably going to be able to go and, and and give give us some good minutes at least. And Leonard Myers Leonard has been good. I think he went three of three last game, seven points. Like picking his spots. Kelly O, the Kelly O show. I hate Kelly Olenek. He's so frustrating. But Kelly Olenek has been going off lately. 17 last game, 24 game before. He's really stretching the floor nicely for us. Um, and and he's been working. So I don't think you're going to see Bam playing like 30, 40 minutes. Like Kelly O is bringing out those 
um, bigs for L.A., and he's stretching the floor, something Bam doesn't really do as much as Kelly O does. So Olenek is a good matchup, I think, Spolstra's been leaning on lately. Um, so I, I really, I think Kelly O and, and Bam will kind of share minutes at the, at the five spot. So, and maybe lessen the load on, on Bam. But I, I, I think, I don't want to pat myself on the back too early, but I think it's going to be Lakers in six. And I, as a Heat fan, I mean, I gotta, you know, you gotta love the fire from Jimmy. He's the fucking, he's the man. And if they win this game, it's a series. It, I mean, I think it is a series, but it's, it's, you know, it's like, if we win this game tonight, oh shit, the Heat may be the champions this year. Well, Sully. I'm sticking with my pick. I, I, I just, I just locked it in at plus 280. So thank no, you very much wow. for that. You guys are sticking with your pick, Heat and seven? Heat and seven, baby. I'm sticking with my pick. <laughs> I don't know if I'm sticking with it. I uh, I think I'm going to go. I think you convinced me a little bit, Sully. I'm going to say Lakers in six now. I think it's the most likely at this point. Um, but Yeah. No, I, the last game was good. I mean, and the first game was pretty good. It's just they, they just, you know, they just couldn't. Right, the first game was close. They just couldn't close it. First game, they were up 13. And right. then, like, 10 minutes later, they were down, like, 20. Right, right, they blew it. That's right, that's right. Yeah, um, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, maybe by this time next week we'll have a, a new NBA champion. But we got to move on to football because there's so much to talk about. Obviously, this was the first real week we had any effects from COVID. Had a bunch of players on the Titans test positive. That game ends up getting canceled. Both the Steelers and the Titans. Titans bye week moved to this week. So say, did the NFL just luck out that they had the same bye week? No, they I had to switch it. Think, yeah, they, they had don't. To they didn't it. have. They the had same to switch the week. week seven and eight. Um, one of them had week seven. One of them had week eight. So pretty much, they just moved the Ravens by to. They swapped the Ravens by, so the Ravens played the Steelers uh, week seven or week eight, and then the other one hopped to week seven or eight. I forgot which one, but gotcha. Well, that's yeah, good. So, I mean, oh, it did kind of mess up my fantasy wide receivers a little bit because now they're all on by the same week, but it's fine. It's totally fine. I um, that game obviously we're seeing later on, but then the Patriots also had a hit from COVID. We had Cam Newton test positive. So far, the only player on the teams to test positive, which is a good sign. I don't really understand that one, but um, good sign that he's the only player to test positive. They ended up playing the Chiefs game last night, so we had two Monday night football games, so it all worked out. Ended up being a pretty decent game for the first half. Uh, Patriots held in there, and then my man uh, Jared um, Pickham came in and threw just interception after interception, which well, I had the Chiefs. fault, though. The- I mean, Edelman's was bad. Edelman's-, Edelman's was bad, but the second one was most definitely his fault. I'm putting it's that better, one in. It's better than Hoyer. Hoyer's the worst quarterback I've ever seen, minus Peterman. Yeah, that Warriors was lost, not, I think, that 15 was straight starts now. I don't know how he keeps getting starts. It's crazy. Yeah, I kind of figured they would have gone Stidham, um, especially because he's been with the team a little bit longer. I know Hoyer's been in and out, and he knows the system relatively well, but, I mean, Stidham That's had been around for like, a year. People are like, oh, I've never heard someone say a bad word about Hoyer. He knows the system, but what does that ever do? Like, exactly. Fitzpatrick has... So, uh, has flashes of greatness. Maybe not not a leap, but greatness. He has flashes of 400 yards, 
running touchdowns, um, just gritty. I mean, went ten and six with the Jets, almost made the playoffs. Like Fitzpatrick has extended flashes. Hoyer doesn't even have a a a, a blimp. He doesn't mm-hmm. even have a he doesn't even have like a tu- a nice touchdown throw. He just is terrible. He's just always terrible. I don't. Uh, I don't know how he's in the league. I'll say that. I don't know how he's even a third string quarterback. He is yeah. brutal. I I hate to be this what, guy. What, too, what's going on with Sidham? He didn't even get a look. No, like, he came in in the second half, and then he threw two interceptions. Oh, great. But one wasn't. One wasn't. Yeah, one ball. was off Edelman's hands. They the Chiefs scored. Oh, I did ball. see that play. I didn't even realize he was in at that point. I had them on the second TV without sound on, so and I was watching I'm the Yankees. Pretty, I'm pretty sure in his career at this point, Stidham has like maybe 15 pass attempts and like six interceptions. So it's a definitely a rough. Start. Uh, I think it's three. I think it's three. Right, he threw one against the Jets, and then two. I thought he threw two in another game before that last year. Um, oh. um but. I hate to be this guy, but I think if Cam was playing last night, I think the Patriots have a real good chance of winning that game. They definitely have a shot, yeah. That was the way that game was playing out, and I'm not I'm not saying that's how it's going to play out if we see the Chiefs again. Um, I think that will be a different game if it happens because it'll be in the playoffs, but they they had a chance to win that game with Brian Hoyer in. So I uh, I think they stand a, stand a good chance going forward, definitely. Makes me a little bit more confident, definitely more confident in the defense after the way they've played the last few weeks. I mean, obviously the Seahawks game wasn't pretty. That was just a shootout that almost worked out for the Pats. But the uh, they looked good against the Raiders, who beat the Saints. Yeah, and then the issue with the Pats is their schedule. The I think that's going to be there with with um, preventing them from possibly. I mean, they should get a playoff seed, but like right now they have the Niners next week on the road. No, at home. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They have the Broncos, which should be a win. Then they have the Niners. Then they have the Bills. So they're probably looking, and they're going to have Niners against Jimmy G. I mean, that's not a guarantee. They'll be 3-4, and four, but I don't think they'll beat the Niners or the Bills. And then they play the Ravens two weeks later. They play the Cardinals. They play the Rams. They play the Bills again. So they have a couple... They have a couple L's probably coming in the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, yeah, we're two and two right now, so it's not not a not a great start either. They're, they're, they're better than their record, I think. But yeah, I mean, tough matchups playing the Chiefs and the Seahawks, two of the best teams in the league. Yeah. through the first four weeks isn't great. Um, what did you guys think of the Eagles finally getting a win, and then the Falcons? Just still winless. The Texans still winless. Bill O'Brien out. I mean, this is some rough. I know the Texans went 0-4 last year to start, but this just feels different. Wait, they did? Yeah. Back-to-back years with 0-4 starts. Remember that? Then they ran the table pretty much at the end? I, I, I honestly don't remember that. Yeah, I vaguely remember that, too. Let's see. Texans 2019 thought it was like 0-2 to start. I could have sworn it was either 0-3 or 0-4, and then they went off and they won like 8 or 9 straight. No, they only lost the first game. They lost the first week, and then they won two in a row. Oh. Fake news buns. Fake news buns. 
In fact, yep. yeah, they started two and two. Maybe the year but... before. Might have been the year before. I thought. I don't I know, but Bill O'Brien needed to go. He was a terrible. He was an okay head coach and a oh, terrible okay. team. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, it was the year before. They started zero and four, and then they were nine and four. So. Oh, okay. Or zero and so, three, and then they were nine three. three. Sorry. And then, so not entirely but, fake news, buns. Not entirely <laughs> fake news, just uh, misinformation. We'll call it. Alternative facts. That's it. Alternative yes, facts. Alternative <laughs> facts. But um, hard to keep he, everything. He needed straight. to go. Bill O'Brien needed to go. I mean, I think Gase needed to go more than I think. My order for head coach is leaving. We should have been uh, Gase, Quinn, O'Brien. But O'Brien was third in my pecking order of being just should be should have gotten. I mean, there's so many coaches right now that could get the boot. Those two, Matt Patricia. I think Vic Vangio sucks. I think Anthony Lynn is pretty bad. But I mean, if Anthony Lynn goes back to Tyrod Taylor, he should be he should be fired on spot. I want to say another word um, that Chinsky, our friend Chinsky, would would like to say, but I can't say yeah. that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he should be fired on spot if, if he goes back to Taylor because um, Herbert's incredible. But yeah, Herbert's I mean, really you know, been impressive. Yeah, it's Herbert's, been helping. Herbert's me been out. incredible. I He's mean, really bucking the uh, Oregon. The shitty Oregon QBs can't play in the NFL trend. Yeah. Um, and name one other name one Oregon QB who's seen real success in the NFL. I mean, let's I also mean, Kellen Clemens. We took Kellen Clemens in like oh, I don't know oh five. Yeah. He was supposed to be the truth. Yeah. Same with Joey Harrington in oh three with the Lions. I think oh yeah. two. Um, I mean, let's not act like Mariota didn't have flashes of like, you know, he's he had two three game stretches like Herbert's having now, but. He clearly is not an NFL caliber start, starting quarterback at this point. No, he's not. Um, and and the, you know the jury is still that's the jury's you know can still be out on Herbert, but he has undeniably been impressive thus far. Yeah, no, I agree. And he's helping Keenan Allen out, so can't yeah. hate that at all. And he's got Eckler out now too, so he's really not going to have a lot of help. He had Mike Williams out, so he's. He's doing with some bang, a banged up team. He did that with all pretty much Eckler out and Williams out. So he was throwing to no name receivers. No names. Yeah. Now, uh, anything else from this week? I'm am t- trying to think if there was anything else notable. Um, we had the COVID. We had oh, we had the Cowboys getting shit stomped by the Browns. Yeah, that, that was yeah, it's tough. Tough. I mean, they almost came back and made, they kind of made it a game. But, I mean, you have the Nick Chubb injury, uh, brutal for the Browns. Um, but, I mean, Dak Prescott, really, I mean, I know he hasn't been amazing. But he's thrown for 450 yards three straight weeks. A lot of it's towards the end of the game. But still, I mean, he really, none of, I mean, most of this is not on Dak. I mean, you know, I know a lot of it, garbage, somewhat garbage. But, I mean, it's the defense is pitiful. I, I cannot believe this defense is so bad after everyone they added on defense, especially their their run, their run defense. I thought, I thought, I mean, you know, they have Demarcus Lawrence, they have Gerald McCoy, um, they have who's the other? They have uh, like, Alden Smith. Alden Smith is having is like having a great comeback year after like five years later. He was supposed to be the cherry on top. Um, I just. I just don't understand how they're that bad. I haven't really been able to see. I mean, they were. I mean, they gave up what forty nine this week. 
Yeah, something, something insane like that. Might even. Yeah, and then they, oh, they got they got Don Don Tari Poe. That's who they got. They got Don Tari Poe, who's a monster. Um, I mean, I just I just don't. They still have Jalen Smith. I mean, what's his name is is out. Uh, the other Van Der Esch is out, but and they and Trayvon Diggs has been good for them. Well, Van Der Esch uh, got broken collarbone, right? Yeah, he always he's he him and Sean Lee are just walking injuries. I mean, they're just Sean Lee even still in the league anymore. He he's on them. I think he's hurt again. He's always hurt. Yeah, I haven't heard his name on the field in five years. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. The Cowboys very disappointing. NFC East officially. I know they were before, but they are officially just the worst uh, conference, uh, worst division. In NFL history this Possibly year, ever. it is so bad. Crushing it, so bad. I mean, they they literally should not. A team from that division, I'm sorry, Dave, unless they get ten wins, should not be allowed to make the playoffs. It's just a joke to win that. Oh, division. I don't think Great. anyone's gonna get eight. I don't think anyone's gonna get eight. Yeah, I hope uh, that'd be that'd be fine with me. I'd, listen, I'd love to watch the fucking Cowboys not make the division. Cowboys or Eagles not make the division or not make the playoffs. No, no one gets in. Everyone's six and ten. No one gets in. I mean, a one, two, and one team in week four with a stranglehold on the division. It's crazy. Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. But uh, let's look ahead to this week. Let's give our picks little update in the standings. Things closed up a little bit this week. Sully went three and two. Dave went two and three. And your boy went four and one, had a big bounce back week from one and four. The new standings after week four sit Sully at ten and ten, myself at ten and ten, and Jones's league is that lead is down to two. He's twelve seven and one going into week five. So things are things are what tight are you, in what am I? here. We yeah. are both ten and ten. Oh wow, I'll take that. Yeah, you're uh, five hundred. We have eight. some we have some breaking news, I think. Um Oh geez. Do you oh, check your phone, Dave? Do you wanna break it? I think this is up your valley. I, I think don't, you'll be. I don't know if I got it. Uh, you got it. You, you got it. Let's check the chat. It um, says, "Oh no, Dave!" And then there's a there's a there's a screenshot. It's a tweet. Oh yeah. Oh we yeah. Were we were talking about this. This is. Um. Yeah. The the news Wait, is. You that already? Yeah. Yeah. This came out earlier. Um. The news is that the Knicks reportedly have a deal lined up for Chris Paul. Which includes Kevin Knox, Frank Nitalikina, and some array of draft picks. Um, I didn't I, know it was like that close. What, I I think it's being interpreted wrong. I don't think lined up means like they're wait they're both waiting to pull the trigger for some. That's a poor choice. Yeah, it sounds like a poor choice of words because to yes. me that sounds like it's on the verge of happening. Yes, and I I don't believe that's the case because he earlier reported like that. Seven teams were talking to the Thunder. Okay, sorry. Um, I... No, yeah, it, it. I mean, it's. I don't know if I've hated a deal this much in a long time. Um, I know that's not doesn't sound like to not Knicks fans a lot to give up. Um, but to me, I just we've been through this with aging veterans. We don't need what is Chris Paul has the best season of his career next year. The Knicks win thirty five games and miss the playoffs. That's the best season of Chris Paul's career. And why? 
What, so we maybe need... forty, maybe forty, but yeah. Okay, yeah. So we can right. get the eleventh pick, and and in a draft that's supposed to be completely stacked, I want a top yeah. five pick in that draft. I will. Yeah, gl- it's kind of like that. Yeah, like the Knicks and Jets are in similar situations where it's like, why are why would you blame people for not spending money on top or quote unquote people, and why would you put in bring in bad contracts on old veterans? Um, that past um, administrations or whatever the word for it is, not administrations. Past organizations. Uh, or, yeah, ha- have done, like whether it's Le- Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, like Le'Veon Bell with the Jets, the C.J. Mosley, like those are just bad deals. And like these, like just immature fans are like, you, you're you're fine with losing, you're fine with losing. It's like, no, <clears throat> either our draft picks aren't panning out on either side or they're leaving or, or both, or they're just making a shitstorm and, and it's not working. Then they haven't developed winning cultures. Like they're not retaining players. Like you need to, like if the Jets lose and can get Trevor Lawrence, see you, Sam. If, um, if the, the Knicks have to be bad against for a chance at the top three pick and a and a, and a great elite player, yeah, you throw away yeah. 30, 35 wins. What is that going to do for you? It's. It's just, I mean, it's just like, yeah, obviously you don't, you want to, everyone wants to do it the Miami Heat way. Like, you don't want to be able to, you want to rebuild, retool and not rebuild. But that's like few and far between how like the Yankees and Miami Heat and uh, it's just only certain organizations have both the money, the resources and the talent in order to do that um, in the front office. And, 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 and teams like the Knicks and, and, and the Jets just don't, so. Yeah, I mean, you gotta go tank until you you got it. You gotta tank right now. What is it? it doesn't. What is getting giving a bad contract to Chris? Paul, picking up Chris Paul's bad contract is nothing for you. It only exactly. sets you back further. And we're set to have the most salary cap in the in the next two off seasons in the league, and it's enough to sign two max deals plus some, two max deals and a role player. You know, what do you? Why on earth would you risk that flexibility? There's no point to it. You can say all you want. Okay, no one ever comes to the Knicks. No one ever comes to the Knicks. All it takes is one motherfucker. All it takes is one. Like, why? No one, yeah, no one's come to the Knicks yet. You do have someone, a good piece. R.J. Barrett is a really good piece. And so is Mitch. And Mitch I, is good too. No, I should say Mitch is a good piece. And Barrett has star potential, I would say. Yes, I agree with that. Um... And there are other players on the team I'd like to like. I'd like to keep Frank. No one's saying Frank is going to be the next fucking John Stockton, but Frank is a fantastic defender, high IQ guy, doesn't care. He's a you know team player, great teammate. He's going to come cheap. Like wh- you don't need to deal away a guy like Frank who's making four million dollars. Frank is playing above his his value right now. He's worth more than the veterans' mini mid level exception. So. Uh, it's guys like that. I don't need to, and I don't need to see Frank go somewhere, Knox go somewhere, and become great. We just spent all this money bringing in a coaching staff that is dedicated to one thing, and that's player development. So we're going to go turn around and trade two of our best young pieces for a 35 year old point guard who had two bad seasons before last year and is now rejuvenated. Like, people are such a prisoner of the moment on Chris Paul. I hear some Knicks fans talk, like, oh, he's going to help build the winning culture. Like, stop sucking the media's dick over what they say about the Nets. Like, the Nets won 46 How's a guy games. Who's never won going to build a winning culture? It's true. Like, uh, <laughs> to me, it, you're not wrong. Like, I love Chris Paul. Love Chris Paul. I think he was the best point guard in the league for 
80% of his years in the NBA, but he's not anymore. And while he's a stark improvement over anything the Knicks have, it's it's not a wise move to go forward. What are you going to say? It, what, great, we have Chris Paul. What if, I'm not saying this happens, but what if Giannis comes to you and says, yeah, I'd love to sign with you, but you guys don't have enough to sign a second star to come with me. Then you sit there with your thumb up your fucking dick and Chris Paul, you know? Oh, great. That's thumb up the dick. Yeah. So what, do you, what are we doing here? You're, you're limiting Carter. your options. You're limiting your options. Your thumb's not even in the right spot. <laughs> So um, no, you know I agree. I, it's, I agree. Yeah, it's, it makes it, it's really and is it's his age. He's thirty. He's so old. He's over the hill. Um, you, you say know, let's say like, he's got. It's not like he's twenty eight. He's thirty seven or whatever it is. It's yeah. I think he's going to be thirty six by the time the season starts. Yeah, there's there's no upside. There's yeah. no upside. The uh, yeah the, the up there is upside, but the upside isn't good. <laughs> the upside is yeah. the upside is we win thirty seven games and we become somewhat exciting and talked about more for two years while Chris Paul ruins any chance we have at building a team through free agency. And that's it. Great. You know, mm-hmm. and, and let's not act like you, you know, maybe you, you sign a guy in free agency and then you pair those guys like Knox and Nidalekina and draft picks to go get a second star. But if you got Paul on the roster, you can't even do that. You know, you, you, I'm sure they'll re-sign some of those guys. They got like six guys on team options. I'm sure they'll re-sign some of them just to have trade pieces because you need varying contract sizes to be able to make moves, to be able to make the salaries work. Because most of the teams now operate under, I think only one team operated, I think it was the Hawks, operated under the salary cap last year for the entire season. Um, So then every trade you make is the the 125% rule kicks in. So you need contracts to be able to match salaries in a deal so to me it's just you know if you're gonna make a deal like that make it for a guy that can actually like help you down the line and be a future guy for years you know that's why i was fine making a deal with a 26 or 27 year old carmelo anthony we gave up the farm for carmelo but he was a legit top 10 player in the league at the time and a hometown kid wanted to come here you were pairing him with amari it you made the move you had to make at the time yeah and this just isn't that. This is a desperate move that is just being blown up by the media. And I'll be really disappointed in Leon Rose if he makes this deal uh, as one of his first moves. Yeah, not yeah that would be very, very disappointing. Um, but let's move on to our picks for the week, guys. Let's let's bring this baby home. I will. Uh, I think it's my turn to go first this week, so I'll kick it off. I am starting on Thursday night. We're getting the week going early. I'm riding with the Bucks minus four and a half right now. Damn the you. line, damn it. The line, <laughs> we all have that one. I guess the line. I think it opened at six. I think it opened up at six, and it's already moved to uh, four and a half. So a lot of money going on the Bears. I know we don't like that. So I'm going with the Bucks. I mean, Tom Brady and Mike Evans have been figuring out. Evans already has five touchdowns this year through four weeks. So. They are they are rolling down there in Tampa. Brady had a great week this week. Uh, I think they'll keep it going against the Bears. Um, I'm gonna go next with the Jags plus six. Um, Jags had a bad week against the Dolphins a few weeks ago, but other than that, they've they've been able to keep games close or win. Um, I think this will be a pretty good game for them. I think they'll uh, they might even they might even win this one honestly you don't know what the texans the texans have been playing like trash so they, you know they fired o'brien like we talked about so maybe they go that go out there and get their first win 
um, under some new leadership, but I think the Jags at least keep this one close, so I'm taking them plus six. Uh, next, I have the Cardinals minus seven against Sully's Jets. Sorry, Sully, but the Jets the Jets are just so bad. The Cardinals need to bounce back after a couple bad weeks. I think they go out there, have a big statement win, win by a couple scores, so I'm taking them minus seven. Um, this one was tough. I could have gone either way on this one, but I um, I got to go with the Panthers plus two against the Falcons. Falcons are so bad. The Falcons are just so bad. They need probably one more loss to get rid of Quinn. I don't think his team believes in him, so I think they want him out. Uh, I'm going to go Panthers plus two in that game. And then for my total, I am taking in the Browns Colts. I am taking over 47. I mean, the Browns went out there and lit it up this week. The Colts, when they play well, can put up points. I think 47 is a low number for that game. Um, NFL scoring has been at a historic pace this year. Um, I think teams are averaging, I think each game's averaging 51 and a half points so far through this, uh, through the first four weeks across the league. So I'm taking the over 47 in that game for sure. I got burned on the over last week. This is why I don't take the over. (laughs) But I'm going again. I'm segueing into my picks with an over this week. I'm starting out with the over-under, and I'm going Viking-Seahawks over 57.5. It's a lot of points, but uh, I really think both these offenses are going to— I think the Vikings are getting rolling right now. They got that win over the Texans. They got Thielen. They got Cook. Um, they got Jefferson is coming on strong. Um, I like them also plus seven against the Seahawks. So I like two two plays in that game. Um, and then I really like the Bengals plus 13. The Ravens haven't looked great. They're very meh. They look fine, but they don't look exceptional. Lamar has been okay, but Joe Burrow is going to keep them in this game. Uh, T Higgins is coming on strong. Tyler Boyd is so consistent and solid. Uh, AJ Green's terrible, but they have, they have a plethora of receivers. Mixon had a huge game last week. Um, he probably will have a decent game, but... I think as long as they're within 15 to 20, they can get a backdoor cover. I like that. Um, Cardinals-Jets is very tantalizing. Cardinals, like you said, they're they they're due. But they're traveling East Coast for a 1 o'clock game. I'm not going to touch that. Um, but I am going to touch Tampa Bay minus 4.5 as well. Uh, like Tom Bunce, I just think they're the way better team right now. Uh, Bears got exposed last week against the Colts, even though I picked them. Uh, short week. I, I mean, the Bucks have some injuries. Maybe that's why it's like Fournette's not going to play. Godwin's not going to play, probably. Scotty's banged up. But, I mean, I mean, you saw Brady really got it grooving at the end, completed 14 of his last 15 passes. Um, the Bears are kind of pretenders at 3-0. and We knew that. So, And Nick Foles looked like Mitch Trubisky last week for three and a half quarters. So, um, how many was that for me? Is that three? That was three, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the last, yeah. the last spread I have, I really like this one, is uh, is Chargers plus seven and a half. Uh, I think the front seven is going to give them a lot of troubles. I think it's going to give Drew Brees. I'm not sold on the Saints. They were down 14 nothing, um, and and who? I mean, they came back against the Lions. The the opponents. I mean. Matt, Matt Patricia, was, I saw the stat last four or five or six, something like that, times they've had a double-digit lead they've lost. 
So, uh, and they won by six against the Lions. That doesn't impress me. I'm sorry. Uh, doesn't impress me, even with Michael Thomas coming back. No Eckler for Chargers. Kelly will be fine. Jackson will be fine. And Herbert's balling. Herbert's balling. Herbert's playing better than Breeze right now, arguably. And I don't even know if it's arguable. So, yeah, give me the Chargers plus seven and a half. Um, I think the Chargers are one in three, but they're like a really good one in three team with Herbert right now. They're they're going to be in every game with that defense, with that front seven. I mean, in the corners too. Um, but with Herbert throwing to no names, um, I mean, I, I have I have reason to believe he'll he'll be fine if he gets Mike Williams back in addition. Those are my picks. I like them this week. I do. I actually like the ones I picked. I got some commonalities and I got some going against you guys. Um, I'm Oof. I'm also on the Bucks four and a half. Um, second, I'm going against Tommy here. Never bet against a team with an interim head coach in their first game. Texas minus six. Give me that. Oh. <laughs> Never bet against the team who just got their coach fired. Um, yes, Texans minus six. First win of the year for them. With Sully on the Chargers, seven and a half. Love how they're playing. That defense was really impressive against uh, Brady last week. I know they ended up giving up five touchdowns, but um, they had the pick six, and you know they were they were terrorizing them all first half. Uh, so I, I think they'll have a tougher time. The Saints will have a tougher time than the Bucks did. And last spread pick going against Sully on this one. I believe this is against you. Seahawks minus seven. Oh, it is. I love, I love, I do like the Vikings in general, but the Vikings have established their offense through Dalvin Cook this year. The Seahawks are one of the best. I think they're maybe fourth or fifth against the against running backs this year. Um, so I think them being able to stop the run is going to hurt Kirk Cousins in the pass game, and therefore give give Seattle the road to victory. Um, I do think it'll be a high scoring game. I almost took that one to as the over under, but it was a little too high for me. Um, I think it was 54 and a half, uh, 57 and a half, half, even more. Okay. Um, but yeah, Seahawks minus seven for those reasons. And then, uh, my over under, I got Panthers Falcons over 53 and a half. Panthers were pretty impressive against a defense that had been pretty solid to that point last week against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals were like the eighth or ninth ranked fantasy defense going into that game. Um, and the Falcons, while they struggled against the Packers, uh, you know, their basically their entire receiving core was hurt. And for the majority of the year, Matt Ryan's been pretty awesome. So, and their defense has failed them. So I'm I'm gonna go with Matty Ice having a little bit of a bounce back game, putting some points on the board. Fifty three and a half is not that high of a number when you go with how the season's been going. I believe a only three games last week didn't hit a total of fifty four or more. So that puts it right over with two offenses that have been playing that well. I'm going to take over 53 and a half in the Panthers Falcons. Nice. I like it. I think, I think we all, we're all seeing the board pretty clearly this week, aside from Dave, just going, against <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it'll be a good week. I'm excited. We're through four weeks, minimal, minimal COVID issues. It took till week four to have any, cross our fingers that we don't have any more this week and we can have some uh we can have some games played without issue uh but until we talk to you next week go on socials and follow us at bleacher fan at bleacher banter and at bleacher bets um rate and subscribe to the podcast 
and uh, go to bleachjapan.com and check out that store. A ton of good merch. Uh, my buddies have been ordering merch. One of them showed up to my house the other night wearing a Bleacher Fan sweatshirt. That's nice great. little surprise there. We, we love to see that. Um, yeah, but uh, until then, guys, stay easy, stay COVID-free, and watch some sports because there are a lot of them.